Welcome to Pride in Primary Care, a podcast for healthcare professionals about LGBTI health. I'm Dr. Reese, and my pronouns are he, him. This is the second episode that we're talking about PrEP. If you haven't listened to the first episode, we covered looking into who might benefit from PrEP and what steps you need to take before starting. Now remember, there's a great guide from Asham on decision-making in PrEP that's linked in the show notes. If you haven't already, save it to your desktop or print it out. It's a great tool for when you're getting started with prescribing PrEP. In this episode, we're going to look at prescribing PrEP, how our patients can take it, and how to monitor the drug. When we're talking about how to take PrEP, there are different guidelines based on gender and sexuality. Now, there's two main groups that we look at. Firstly, we've got cisgendered men who have sex with men. Then, the other group is everyone else. The group that your patient falls into will determine how they can take PrEP. Cisgendered men who have sex with men are able to take daily PrEP and PrEP on demand, whereas everyone else who is on PrEP will need to take it daily. Let's start with the most common daily PrEP. This regime involves the person taking a single tablet each day. Now, when they first start, patients need to take seven days of daily PrEP prior to potential HIV exposure. This will ensure adequate protection. The exception to this rule is for cisgendered men who have sex with men, whose risk of HIV is from anal intercourse. These people can start PrEP by taking two tablets at least two hours before intercourse, followed by daily dosing. Taking the tablet some hours earlier or later than usual will not adversely influence the levels of the drug. I also tell people that if they miss a tablet, they don't need to take a double dose the next day. However, if patients are missing more than one tablet per week, it's important to have a more thorough conversation about compliance. So how about on-demand PrEP? On-demand PrEP is recommended for cisgendered MSM. It involves the person taking a loading dose of PrEP, which is two tablets taken together at least two hours before, but no later than 24 hours before sex. After sex, Another PrEP tablet is taken 24 hours after the loading dose, and the final PrEP tablet is taken 48 hours after the loading dose. I usually use a scenario to say, if you have a date night on Friday night, you take two tablets on Friday lunchtime, then one tablet on Saturday lunchtime, and one tablet on Sunday lunchtime. Unlike with daily PrEP, it's important that patients try and take these doses at the same time each day, and you cannot miss a dose. I encourage patients to check out an app called Prevent R. This can be really helpful with dose reminder notifications for on-demand PrEP. I'll link the app in the show notes. When I'm talking to patients about whether they should choose daily or on-demand PrEP, I talk about two key points. The first is around how much sex they're having. If you're having sex at least twice a week, it might make more sense to take daily prep. The second issue is how planned their sex is. 
If you know that you're having sex at least two hours in advance and can plan ahead, then on-demand prep might be okay. If sex is more spontaneous, then you might want to reduce the risk and go with daily prep. Now, let's jump ahead to stopping prep. This is an important conversation to have regularly with patients on prep. If we don't talk about it frequently enough, patients might just stop their prep all of a sudden, and this drastically increases their risk of transmission from a recent exposure. So let's start with MSM. Given all the clinical evidence we now have around on-demand prep, cisgendered MSM can safely cease daily prep by taking a dose of PrEP 24 and then 48 hours after their last at-risk sexual exposure. Discontinuing daily PrEP for other populations takes a little longer. The current advice is that PrEP should be continued for 28 days after the last at-risk exposure. I try to remind patients of this at each appointment. So, we've covered how to start and how to stop. Let's go through what monitoring we need to do. Once PrEP has been started, patients should return for follow-up every three months. Now, some clinicians like to check in one month after the initial PrEP script has started, but this is optional. That one-month visit can be used to assess and reconfirm HIV-negative status, especially in someone who's had a recent pre-PrEP HIV exposure. You can use it to assess side effects and to monitor renal function in those who you may worry about. Now, I don't do this visit all the time, but I do if I have a specific concern. We're going to go through a list of what we should do at each three-month visit. Here's a good time to check that decision-making in PrEP guide because it says all of this in plain English. I also made an autofill for my notes for these visits to make sure I don't forget anything. Number one, every three months you want to repeat HIV testing and assess for signs and symptoms of acute infection. It's important to do formal HIV serology rather than point-of-care testing for those people on PrEP. Number two, along with your HIV testing, you want to look for other STIs. So that's doing a PCR test for chlamydia and gonorrhea in the first-pass urine, throat and rectal swabs, as well as bloods for syphilis serology. Number three, I ask at every visit about side effects from the medication. Some patients might not be brave enough to tell you that they're getting a bit gassy from it, but it's important to know. Number four, provide a new script for the 90 days of PrEP. Number five, at least every 12 months, you should check for hepatitis C and hepatitis B, especially if the patient hasn't been vaccinated. Hepatitis C can be tested more frequently if necessary, and this will be based on your sexual history and review of injecting practices. Number six, every second visit, which is around every six months, I check kidney function using EGFR, serum creatinine, and urine protein creatinine ratio. Now, sometimes I'll do this every visit, especially if the patient has risk factors for renal impairment, and this can include high blood pressure, diabetes, 
or if they're on other medications which might impact the kidneys. This is a good opportunity to talk about what to do if you have a change in renal function. The first thing I do if one of my patients comes back with a raised creatinine is repeat the test. If someone's EGFR has declined below or is around 60, however, I think it's important to refer to a specialist who's an expert in PrEP. Now that we've talked about starting, stopping and monitoring PrEP, I want to quickly cover how patients will pay for PrEP. While we often think about checking HIV status and renal function, it's easy to forget that your patient will now be paying each month for a box of medications. If your patient is on Medicare, they can access PrEP on the PBS. This makes it around $40 a month, or $6 if you have a healthcare card. If your patient doesn't have a Medicare card, they can get it on a private script from a local pharmacy, but this can be quite expensive. So a lot of people will end up going to an online pharmacy and getting it around $30 per month. I've added the link to a website called Prep Access Now or pan.org.au. This website has a lot of great information about how to access Prep for different financial situations. In this episode, we've covered how to take Prep, how patients can access it, and what we need to monitor. So here are my three tips for you to put some pride into your practice today. Number one, check out the website Prep Access Now. Not only does it have good information on how to access Prep with or without a Medicaid card, but they also have great patient-friendly information about what Prep is and how to take it. Number two, prepare your notes. Now, I spoke about this last time, but I think it's a great idea to make an autofill for your PrEP script renewal appointments. This can cover all the points that we mentioned so you don't have to forget, and it saves you a lot of time when you're writing notes. Number three, there's an app for that. Download the app Prevent R. Have a look at it on your own phone and get familiar with it. It's great for both on-demand and daily PrEP. In fact, when I'm starting someone on on on-demand prep, I'll often get them to download the app and we can set it up together. Thanks for listening to Pride in Primary Care and taking the time to learn a little bit more about LGBTI health. You can stay up to date about future episodes or get in touch via Facebook, Instagram or Twitter using the handle Pride in PC. And if you know a health practitioner who might like this podcast, spread the word.